Hey everyone, today we're going to talk about the real reason you are not getting things done when you sit down to work. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our experiences and insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Jessie Valle. And I'm Angela Reeder. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. Okay, so today's episode is actually inspired by our dear Angela, who was finding that actually she did like a time study. I'll let her explain it, but it was really cool for her to sit down and see that the time she spent sitting at her desk to quote unquote work was not equal to the amount of hours she was actually getting things done. So that kind of inspired our episode to talk about the real reason you're not getting things done. So Angela, you want to go a little more in depth about what's going on? Sure. So um, as we're recording this, it's kind of just turned over to the new year. And one of the things that I did as I took a break between Christmas and New Year's was I sat down to really figure out why I felt behind all of the time. Felt like I was constantly every week trying to scramble to keep up at the end of the week. So what I did was I sat down and I looked at my calendar because um, now I have kids that have after school activities and things like that. So my work hours are a little different. Um, I'm sure some of you can relate. And I wrote down the actual hours that I sat down at my desk. And the first thing that struck me was that there are days that I have more hours and days that I have less hours at my desk, which I kind of knew, but seeing it on paper, like really brought it home because it feels like if you work X number of hours a week, you should be dividing that by five. And that's how many hours you spend at your desk. And that's Mm -hmm. not what was happening. And then the second thing I did was I wrote down when all of my meetings were. I wrote down planning time that I spend in the mornings and the afternoons checking email, checking in with project management systems, sorting out what needs to be done for the day. And I took all of that time out of the hours that I was actually sitting down to work. And it was like a whole day. Like I had, I started with 35 hours that I sit down at my desk through the week, Mm -hmm. like comfortably. There are some weeks I work more, but comfortably 35 hours that I'm sitting down. But then when I took out meetings, planning, email checking, sending out invoices, all the kind of admin-y stuff, there Mm -hmm. was only like 28 hours of actual get the client work done time. And I was like, that's why I feel like I'm behind all the time. Because when I'm thinking about client projects and retainer hours and potential things that I can bring on, I'm thinking I have a 40-hour work week because I work full time. Well, first of all, I'm not even at my desk 40 hours. Probably I am, but comfortably I'm not at my desk 40 hours. And then second, I'm losing out a whole work day on admin stuff. And that's why I was feeling really behind all of the time. Like I was trying to scramble to keep up, wondering why I wasn't getting stuff done, feeling like I've been sitting at my desk all day and I've only got like two hours of actual work done. And also because some of my days are longer than others 
And those days tend to fall toward the end of the week. That's what was making me feel like I'm sitting at my desk all day Friday trying to get stuff done. Well, no, Friday is just the day that I have more hours to sit and work and get stuff done. Mm -hmm. So it really provided a lot of perspective for me on how I was feeling about work and how to plan moving forward and how to really get and focus and get more things actually done. Okay. So I pulled out the calculator while you were talking and that translates to 80% of the time at your desk is actually quote unquote getting things done and working. Right. Right. Like get it done time. So that means 20% of the time that you're working is admin-y type stuff that's not really moving the needle forward. Right. So I think it would be great if we could kind of give some tips or come up. Let's let's create some solutions together on air. Yes. About how we can decrease that amount of time from 20%, even if we we, you know, cut it down to 15%, at least it's something, right? Um, we, at the end of the day, you can't completely eliminate it, especially when it includes things like meetings. Right. Because you got to meet with the clients sometimes. Yep. <laughs> That's just inevitable. But the amount of time you're, you know, for example, spending in your inbox does that need to be as high as it is? Does your planning need to be as high as it is? And I say that not because I don't want you to plan. We've talked in the past about planning and, yeah, we and that kind of stuff. We love planning. But can it get to a point where you're not planning efficiently? Right. Well, and that kind of goes to something that I've heard you say before a lot of times where you talk about tasks expanding to fill the time you give them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't remember. I always forget whose law that is, but <laughs> yeah, the, the tasks expand to the time you know given to it. So if you give an unlimited amount of time to sit down for your email, you're just going to da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Right. And, but if you like set a timer and say, okay, well, I'm only going to spend 10 minutes in my inbox, one, you're going to move faster. And two, you're only going to spend your time focusing on the things that matter. Right. Yeah. Focusing on like incoming client emails rather than like subscription newsletters, which I enjoy, but are not helpful during the workday. Not during the workday. Um, we also talked about back in some of our time management episodes, we discussed like prioritizing and rating your tasks. And like when you have time where you can comfortably focus 100% of your energy on what's in front of you because the kids aren't running around, you don't have other things going on, you're not sitting in a chair at the library during, right. <laughs> I know, during, club. you know, book club, <laughs> you can, you're at home, no one's bothering you, you have 100% of your focus, answering emails or reading those newsletters isn't the best use of your time. Right. So if you struggle with, not just you, Angela, but those of you listening struggle with time management, we really suggest you go back and listen to some of our time management because we have an episode about time management at home 
or no, we have project management systems for home and work. Yeah. But I know that we have talked about uh, the time management and, and how to kind of block off or rate different things going on in your life. Right. Um, yeah. And one of the things that I am trying to do and that I recommend to like everybody, whether you run a service business or a product business or are part of like an MLM or something like that, is um, learning to plan efficiently. Mm-hmm. So looking at, I might have a list of tasks that I need to get done for the day. And I would just kind of start at the top and work my way down. And then I would find myself like after the kids got home, trying to make videos for clients and having to tell them, I need you to be quiet. I need you to mute YouTube for just a minute. Whereas if I had taken two minutes at the beginning of the day to look and see, oh, I'm going to need to make those videos and done it when it was quiet and I had focus time, it wouldn't have taken as long to make the video. I wouldn't have had to stop a bunch of times to like answer kids' questions and it would have been a way more efficient use of my time to do it earlier rather than to do it when I have a lot of distractions and I could have been doing something that didn't require as much quiet and focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I know we've said on on the show before that Angela's office is a desk in the middle of her living room. So yes. she is in a high traffic area of the house. Also because your living room is like the centerpiece of your house, right? Like yep. I know off to one side is your kitchen and the yep. other side is where the bedrooms are. So people are constantly back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, to no, no to fault of your own, like <laughs> that's just the way it is. So, you know, the question becomes, how can you, like you said, make the best use of the time that you're given? So if you had taken two minutes at the beginning of the day to take a look, then how much easier and smoother would your day have gone? Those two minutes would be a great use of that extra, you know, 20% of non get it done hours. Right. Because in the end, it's helping. Yeah, it's saving 10 minutes of stopping and answering questions and having to pause a video to say, please be quiet. (laughs) Exactly. It's taking all that time to like, it's taking away all the time to stop and, you know, yeah, ask your kids to go play outside. But mommy, it's 10 (laughs) below. I don't care. I don't care. Put on your (laughs) snowsuit. (laughs) Yeah. So for sure, kind of. It, when you're looking at your to-do list, make sure to take a look at the things. It, if you've ever heard of that concept of eating the frog first, mm-hmm. it's basically saying that you need to do what you don't want to do or the hardest thing, the thing that you've been avoiding first because then nothing else during your day is going to be as challenging, as time-consuming, as annoying, and everything else will feel like nothing in your day will go so much smoother. But also, it lifts off the dread of doing that one task. Yeah. So I don't know if that's something you've actually been doing, Angela, is sitting and looking at your things. Instead, you probably hop on your desk and you're like, let Mm -hmm. me check emails. Instead of saying, you know what? It's the first thing in the morning. Nobody's expecting to hear from me first thing in the morning. Plus, they may not even know. Right. Plus, they may not even know what time you sit down. Yeah. 
So when you when you first sit down, you need to just like jump into the hardest thing for the day, the focus thing, before you turn on the notifications and check your email and all those things. Also, because you're just coming off, probably, I know you like to enjoy your quiet coffee time in the morning. So you are energized, ready for the day. Don't waste that brain focus power that you have right there. Right. And that was something that I realized that I needed to shift planning to like the afternoon. So planning to the end of the day for the next day Mm -hmm. um, made a big difference because then I could sit down and get straight to tasks and I Mm -hmm. wasn't wasting that focus time and that quiet time that I have while my kids are gone trying to plan out the day and then running into time when the kids are home trying to do client work. And one thing I would say to any of the marketing moms out there that are listening and kind of thinking, like, I wonder if that's part of my problem. Like, I wonder if I am getting distracted or not spending as much time on actual work as I thought I would. I am a huge fan of time studies. I did not used to be. I had a client that actually that was part of our contract. She required quarterly time studies um, where for like a whole week you tracked everything you did. Um, And you could be generic. You didn't have to get really personal. But just and after I had done it for like a year and a half, I realized how helpful it was to actually sit down and realize, okay, I'm sitting down at my desk, but then I'm spending an hour scrolling through Facebook because I was supposed to get on Facebook business manager to check a Mm -hmm. pixel. And then I got distracted. And to kind of reset that focus time and also to realize as kids schedule shift through the year as they start school or end school or have breaks your work time that is available to you shifts as well so my work days in the summer are later or are earlier because my kids sleep late so I get up early so that I can have more quiet time than they are during the school year where I can work while my kids are at school And so taking all of that into account can make a big difference in your productivity. I really like that point that you're making that there are different seasons in the year Mm -hmm. too. And especially with kids, you know, um, if your kids are in any activities or sports or anything like that, those are typically for a few month period. Well, that might mean that you need to realign your work time during that season. And there's nothing wrong with with doing that and feeling like, okay, well, but I set this time and this is not happening. And <laughs> we talk a lot about expectations. You have this expectation that it's going to stay the same, but how about you shift your mindset to have the expectation that your work time and your play time and your family time is all going to shift throughout the year. It's not going to stay exactly the same. And that's okay because we want to talk about This working from home and being your own business owner and things like that is not the quote unquote traditional route. So why do you feel like you have to have traditional work hours? Right. And if you can get work done, like I know, especially um, like MLMs, you may be working on weekends doing parties or online parties in the evenings. Mm -hmm. So your work hours are going to be different. You may not have a 40-hour work week. You may have a 20-hour work week, depending on what your business is, if it's a side hustle, if you're just really efficient, if you have a team. 
those things are going to affect. So don't feel like you have to sit at your desk for 40 hours and fill that time with stuff. If you can be efficient, be efficient and spend that extra time that you have with your family, with your kids, doing things you enjoy. Um, And that was one of the reasons that I did my time study because one of my goals this year is to have a definite stop time for work. Whereas I was kind of just sitting down and doing work until I was done for the day, which was not particularly efficient when I was spending two and a half hours or so doing emails and planning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I cut down email time, cut down planning time and gave myself a hard stop for the day unless I just had a really exigent circumstance. Like last night I got a message from a client because all of their products had disappeared from their store. And so that was, yeah, so that was, it was a glitch. It got fixed pretty quickly, but you know, that was a circumstance where I was like, okay, maybe not my hard stop today. I have to help. Exactly. But in general, I have a hard stop at a specific time of day, depending on what day it is and what my kids have going on. And that also helps me be efficient because I know I can't just sit at my desk till eight o'clock. I have to get this done by this time. Right. And I also like how you always mention like, what is it, Tuesdays or something like that. You're like, I don't work as much on Tuesdays because I have to stop early because it's gymnastics night and stuff like that. So just don't feel like you have to have this rigid schedule per se of like the same start and stop time every single day. Make it flexible and make it work with your life. Don't try to fit your life into your working hours. Yep. And if you need to take a few minutes, you know, say you spend your time working and you have your heart stop. And then after you put the kids to bed, you spend 15 minutes looking over your next day to figure out what the plan is going to be. That's going to be a lot more efficient than trying to wing it for eight hours a day. Yeah. I will say here's another tip that, that I do. So my I have a notebook, a physical notebook in front of me because I just, sometimes you just need physical in front of you. Sometimes I'm you to write it down. Yeah. Like I'm a huge fan <laughs> of digital checklists mm-hmm. and project management and stuff like that. But as I get older and <laughs> I feel like <laughs> as I've had children, my mind is just not what it used to be. I think there's science in there, but I need to make sure I remember all the little details. That's another thing about my personality, though. I am a detail-oriented person. But I write things down, and I'm no joke, it's also color-coded, color-coordinated by, <laughs> um, by project. Because <laughs> it makes me happy when I look at it, okay? But what I do is I will create this checklist probably – once, twice, maybe three times a week. Like I don't do it daily. That also helps save time. But what it is, is that as I go through and I start marking things off, it starts to get cluttered, right? Like, wait, is that checked off? Do I still need to do that? Has the priority changed in the project? Wait, what's going on here? And so what I do is I just recopy the things that being carried over onto the next page. Mm -hmm. So then I get to start with like a new slate of just the open items and I can leave behind the things that I've checked off. 
But again, I don't do that every day because that would be a waste of time because of course I've written little notes and stuff. And it's always there if I want to go back a few pages, but I carry over the most important information until the item's done and checked off. So that to me also helps with setting that expectation that I'm not doing my to-do list every single day. I just do it every few days as it starts to get cluttered. And that kind of helps save time as well. Yeah. Yeah. I have a little notebook that I take notes in if somebody asks me to do something. Like if I get a message from a client, it's like, hey, can you check this email or can you, you know, change the copy on this thing? I'll write it down because I will forget. If I stop Mm -hmm. what I'm doing right then to go do it, I will forget the thing that I was working on that I stopped doing. And if I wait to do it, I'll forget that they asked me to do it. So I write it down because I am an elder millennial, I think is what they call them now. (laughs) So my childhood was analog. And if I have to stop to open a project manager to type out the thing that I need to do, that distracts me. But if I take two seconds and scribble it out on a piece of paper, my brain doesn't really process that I've stopped and I can get right back to what I'm doing. So that's one of the things that I do. I keep a running list and then I add it, you know, during my planning time at the end of the day, like, oh, I need to do this. Or, you know, I'll take a couple minutes at the end of the day to do like the little five minute tasks so that they're cleared out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. So I guess what we're saying is that, you know, do do a time study. Figure yes. out how many hours of your day are – or how much time in your week is actually sitting at your desk or not even sitting at your desk because I know a lot of you may not have a dedicated desk. I mean, half yeah. the time I swear I've just got the laptop open on the kitchen counter and I walk right. by and, and do something and then I walk right. away. So how much time are you in front of your work items? Yes. Yeah. Do a time study and also take a minute to jot out your actual work hours, like the actual time you have available to work because that's going to be different. It's not necessarily going to be nine to five Monday through Friday if you have kids and activities or you have kids that don't, you know, have afternoon preschool or whatever, it's important to take into account what your specific schedule is. Right. And also think about things like, okay, well, there's 10 minutes that I sit in the pickup line at school. Yes. What am I normally doing during that time? And how it's could a great I- time to read newsletters. Exactly. How could I actually use that time? Do I want to, yeah, do newsletters? Do I want to use that time to scroll Facebook or Instagram and then make sure I don't do it the rest of the day? Yeah. It also makes it a lot more guilt-free if if you have planned for that time being, I'm going to scroll social media or check newsletters. Um, I know Jesse mentioned Tuesdays are a really short day for me because I have to leave early to pick up my kids. And that is a day that I spend sitting in a pickup line. It's the only day I have sitting in a pickup line, but I sit for what feels like ever. (laughs) 
But because I have planned that as that time, I can scroll social media, I can scroll TikTok, I can read newsletters, I can read a book, and I don't have to feel guilty that like, oh, maybe I should be checking my email or sorting out project tasks or trying to do this thing on my phone that's kind of really hard on my phone, but I need to get it done. Mm -hmm. I have that space in my schedule because I've already planned for it. Right, right. So you just need to set the expectation for your life about how to best utilize that time. Another thing that I like to do is, you know, once or twice a week, not every time, because sometimes when you have space to just listen to something, you just want to listen to music. You just want to feel good and that's fine. But I try once or twice a week while I'm doing chores or cooking dinner or something like that to, to pop in a podcast and I know Angela fits in podcasts a lot better than I do, but yeah, I love podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've been trying to do that because, you know, podcasts make me happy too. And, and I have to try to fit in those things that make me happy. But also if I want to do like a more educational one, then I find time to, to fit that in and kind of think about, I guess it's more of like sitting and planning instead of like Angela said, just winging it. I might sit down and think, okay, well, I want to listen to this podcast this week. When might be the best opportunity for me to do that? Oh, you know what? I really wanted to make this dinner and it's going to take me a little extra prep. Maybe I'll listen to the podcast while I'm making that dinner and kind of like matching the two together. Yeah. Yep. I would say the biggest my biggest takeaway from what I've done is one time studies are your friend and two make your work fit your schedule instead of trying to make your schedule fit your work. Mm -hmm. So your challenge this week is to do a time study. Now, Angela had mentioned doing a time study for like your entire life, not just work. So think about how much time you're spending watching TV, how much time you're spending exercising, how much time you're spending with chores. It doesn't have to be very specific, like Angela was saying, but if you just kind of break things down into a few main categories, and then of course there's the work, but within work, we do want you to break it down a little more. Yeah. Focus on what's admin versus what's tactical. You can even do like if you spend time bookkeeping, you could make a note of that so that you're actually seeing where your productive hours are. Right. And then at the end of the week, just sit and take a few minutes to analyze. I think some of us might be really shocked. Um, I know that I always wonder and like, man, I feel like I don't have enough hours in the day because I wanted to do these things or it's really hard to fit this in. And then I look at what I've done and I'm like, ooh, I didn't realize I was watching that much TV. Right. Because those hours add up. They really do. (laughs) Or I might think to myself like, okay, well, is there something I could be doing while I'm watching TV? Mm -hmm. Could I use my nightly wind down TV time to – write out my checklist or plan for the next day. Yep. Yep. Find those pockets of time where you can kind of stick admin type things or not tactical work type things so that you're freeing up those productive hours for like actual productive work. 
Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored this is where you chose to spend your time. If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're looking to spend even more time with us, visit marketingmomspodcast.com for more episodes, free goodies, and ways to connect. Don't forget to check out our brand new Marketing Moms book now available on Amazon.